Hi, welcome back to Spider's Web. This is my special holiday edition. I, I've always loved the holidays. I love cold weather and parties and great food and drinks, of course. And I have so much fun being with friends and family. And, uh, you know, maybe some of you aren't that crazy about your family. And if you're not, spend more time with your friends. It's a blast. And so um, for this special edition, I want to share some selections from my Cool Yule Holiday CD. And uh, it was a, a great pleasure making this recording. And I just want to share some personal thoughts and stories about this festive time of year. Holidays were always a, a very, very fun time for my family um, when I was growing up and right up till now. It was a little unusual. Uh, many times we were called Irish Catholic Russian Jews. My mother was an Irish Catholic, and my father, although he was not religious, he had a Jewish name, he was a jeweler, and we had very mixed ideas about religion and the holidays, but we all loved it. Well, my mother loved Christmas on many, many levels. And my father loved Christmas because he was a retailer. Meow. He loved Christmas time in his store. And when you were 13 in our family, you would start working at the jewelry store. Uh, you do You do silly little jobs like wrapping gifts and running errands and getting sandwiches. And uh, it, was, it was always very festive and fun. And our house was always all decorated, and, you know, lots of festivity going on. Uh, what, when we were little, though, I remember my dad coming home from the jewelry store and we would have dinner on Christmas Eve. And then shortly after dinner, he'd say, okay, kids, well, you better be going to bed soon. You know, when Santa gets here, I think he'd like a piece of that pie and a Manhattan straight up. We'd leave it for Santa, and in the morning, it would be gone. Absolute proof. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Santa Claus is coming in time. So, uh, there were three of us, three girls, and both my sisters were older. I was the baby. My oldest sister, Dawn, when I was still believing in Santa, was dressing up and going out on dates. 
And my middle sister, Lynn, she didn't believe in Santa anymore, but she was determined to really support me in my belief system. Uh, She'd do very clever things, like if I was having trouble getting to sleep on Christmas Eve, she'd say, Look, I just saw him. He's flying by. You better get to sleep fast. That would scare me. Put the blanket over your head, squint your eyes real tight, you know, as if that was supposed to fool anyone. But I think it might have been the last year that I believed in Santa. I was asleep for a while, and it's so restless that night for a child. You just keep waiting for morning, waiting for morning. And I guess I I heard a sound. It It was late at night. I don't know what time it was, maybe two in the morning or something. Uh, It was dark, but I heard voices downstairs, so I figured it must be morning. Let's go check it out. So I get out of bed, and I'm standing at the top of our staircase that led down into the living room, and I hear my parents laughing like crazy people. They are cracking up, and my mother backs up into the hallway and sees me at the top of the stairs, and she said, You better get back to bed! Santa just left, and if he knows you're up, he's going to take everything back. And then I look in the background, and I see this shimmering silver aluminum Christmas tree all glistening in the light. And I ran upstairs, and I jumped in bed, and I thought to myself, yes, there is a Santa, and he comes out and goes drinking with my parents. It's absolute proof. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby. So after I got to the age where I realized there wasn't a Santa, my parents were a little more casual. They would they would wrap gifts and they would they would pile them up on top of the piano, and uh, they would be sitting there, kind of waiting for the big day to put them under the tree. And I was, I think I was ten, and my great great request for a Christmas gift was a tape recorder. Do you believe this? Who knew? Tape recorders were expensive then. They were they were um, the most practical thing you could get would be a little reel to reel. So I was peering around, looking at the presents, pressing the wrapping paper very close, and trying to read through things. And I saw it. They got me a tape recorder. I was thrilled out of my mind. I knew for a couple of weeks before, and that morning when I had to fake surprise that it was there, which I did very well. My acting skills were quite good even then. I had this terrible feeling of guilt. It was just so anticlimactic. And I I swore I would never peek again. Gone away is the bluebird here to stay is a new bird he sings a love song as we go along walking in a winter wonderland in the meadow we will build a snowman and pretend that he is parson brown he'll say are you married we'll say no man but you can do the job when you're in town later 
So we grew up outside of Philadelphia. It didn't get that cold there in the winter. You were very fortunate to get snow. It was so exciting. But because we had such a little bit of snow, my sister and I thought the words to this song were, In the meadow we will build a snowman and pretend that he is partly brown. Hmm. Well, he had a lot of dirt on him. That's what our snowmen usually look like. And being as religious as we are, we had no idea what a parson was. Well, anyway, we were busy enjoying Christmas in our own way with our aluminum tree glistening with a color wheel floating about and hearing songs like this one for the first time. Christmas time is here Happiness and cheer Fun for all the children call Their favorite time of year Snowflakes in the air Carols everywhere So now, the holidays for me as an adult. I love the holidays, and I love cooking for people and having parties. And I've performed holiday music in concerts uh, a long time during my career. And one day, the idea of doing a Christmas album came about, and it became called Cool Yule. I got to work with the great Jeremy Kahn, Steve Rodby, Jerry Steinhilber, Randy Ashton, and it was produced by my late husband, Bob Drake, and executive produced by a wonderful couple, Steve and Vicki Auditor. Uh, the album was nominated for Holiday Album of the Year, and uh, it was a joy, and it included some unusual pieces of music like this one. was the title cut of the CD, Cool Yule, written by one of our Chicago heroes, the great Steve Allen, who I got to um, basically communicate with uh, via the mail and recordings. And he loved that I was doing this recording, and I sent him an invitation to come to the opening night party, the release party. And I got a letter from him uh, in October saying that he wouldn't be able to attend because he had other plans. He actually passed away. I guess he did have other plans, but it was pretty thrilling to have his endorsement. But the biggest endorsement uh, for this 
collection came from the great Hugh Martin, who wrote the score for Meet Me in St. Louis, uh, and most famously wrote Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas for Judy Garland. And Hugh said, It's one of the best Christmas albums that I've ever heard. Forget Christmas. It's one of the best albums I've ever heard. Well, I'm going to uh, tell you a little story about the wonderful Hugh Martin. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. So, um, one of the great thrills that came out of doing this recording, uh, I had the incredible pleasure and good fortune of getting to know the wonderful Hugh Martin. Uh, he was so sweet and candid, and he was uh, he was so loving about this whole production. And he was a Southern gentleman, and he was quite a character. And he told me this story about writing the score for Meet Me in St. Louis. And he said, uh, "Well, you know, I was." I was very young and uppity at the time, and I was so excited about being on the project, and they asked me to write a a Christmas song, but it had to be a sad song, because the family was upset that they were going to have to leave St. Louis and move to New York. So I walked into the set to present my song, everybody sitting around, Judy Garland and Vincent Minnelli and everybody, and I sang, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. It may be your last. Next year, we may all be living in the past. Well, he said, they just all laughed at me. They couldn't believe how ridiculous these lyrics were. Well, I was so upset, I just stood up and stormed out of the room. Well, I was just going to get rid of the whole song. I just said, I won't have anything to do with it. I'm trashing the whole thing. And they begged me just to write another lyric. And I wouldn't do it. And then they sent the actor, young, handsome Charles Drake, to take me out to lunch and talk some sense into me. And after that, I changed my mind. Until then, we'll have to muddle through somehow. So on that note, whatever note that may be, I want to take a moment to wish you all a wonderful holiday season. Love all the people around you and enjoy everything in your life and look forward to a wonderful new year. Being sung by a choir and folks dressed up like Eskimo.